plenty to talk about in this half hour with George Ferruja and then Ryan Phelan. But for the first part of the half hour, a big focus on the heats of the Bold Trees and the Melbourne Cup at Sandown this evening. And George Ferruja joins us. Good morning, George. Good morning, Warren. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. But I don't reckon I'd be as excited as you. This is just a, a great night of racing leading into the, the finals of, of such prestigious uh, series at Sandown tonight. Yeah, look, it's it's often dubbed as almost our derby day because every race is associated with a group event. There's eight heats of the Melbourne Cup where I always like to say it, there's nowhere to hide. You either win or you're not through. Um, and the Bold Trees has got four heats, so first and second go through to a final with over 100000 Of course, the Melbourne Cup in total prize money is over a million dollars this year for the first time, Warren. So nothing to be sneezed at um, and that all-elusive trophy that everyone wants on their mantelpiece. Well, let's get stuck into the heats of the Bold Trees because they start the card, the first four races, and then the eight heats of the Melbourne Cup. First heat of the uh, the Bold Trees, race one, we've got Osprey Storm at $3.20, just ahead of Aston Velvet at three thirty, and Corborn Magic at three sixty. So the market's seeing it very evenly. How are you seeing it? Yeah, look, half of the field, obviously, under $4 and less. I think that just highlights um, where we're at here. Um, look, Aston Velvet's coming in with unbelievable form. She was a Group 1 winner two starts ago. Um, I'm going to put Untapped on top because I think she can lead and then be hard to run down. I didn't mind her run first up from a, a fair spell last week. She has got a lot of speed. She holds the first split sectional record. She's going to need to show that here today. It is a good race, but Untapped on top for me in the first. Second heat of the Bold Trees has Moraine Susie favourite at $2.70 ahead of Keen at $4. What's the challenge for Moraine Susie, perhaps from, from box three here? Yeah, look, the challenge is that she's just got to stay out of trouble because out of everyone in this field, and there's a couple that can that run it out okay, but she's the true stayer, or, and especially one with the fastest PB of around 41.40. So if she runs up to that, she'll be incredibly hard to beat. She's fresh off a, a Top Gun win last start, and I think only bad luck will beat her. Um, uh, Lakeview Patsy off box eight. Watch her burn early. She's got a lot of speed, but Maureen Susie, with an ounce of luck, will be tough to beat in race two. Race three is the third heat of the Bold Trees, and Sarbell heads this market at around $2.40. A touch easy since opening at two ten. Four dollars $4 for Extreme Jewel. Your thoughts on the third heat of the Bold Trees? Yeah, look, his trial last week was outstanding, forty-one fifty. That's certainly a winning trial, but look, it's not an easy race. I'm going to play a little bit wider here. I'm going to have something on quarter number four because he's a front-running stayer. I had no luck last week, but the one I'm really going to have an each-way play on is number one, Orca. Now, he's only having his second run back and straight into a 700, but he's got a very good PB here. Um, he likes inside draws, and I think he's a chance at those odds. Yes, he's not going to be a, a, absolutely at 100% uh, fitness, but um, they're the two that we're going to have a play at. Look, Zarbel from WA for Adam Smithson is a, is a star, and um, he's certainly capable here, but another really open heat, and I'm going to have a play on number one, Orca, but number four, quarter uh, for the win as well. Quarter currently eight dollars fixed odds and Orca nine dollars fifty. So some value there for George Ferruja. The last of the heats of the Bold Trees race four shortest price favourite of the heats is Mapunga Ruby. Your thoughts on Mapunga Ruby second up with that lengthy break, George? Yeah, look, and you know she hadn't raced for about six months. She comes out and runs second in good time in the Top Gun. So her connections would be wrapped with that. Um, and the greyhound that was probably going to give her the most curry, especially to the first marker, was Torpedo Tears, and he's been scratched. So 
Look, all things being equal, I, I think absolutely Mapunga Ruby should just be winning this race. If she's anywhere near her best or runs up to what she did in that um, Top Gun, I think a dollar fifty-five, as silly as it sounds, is over. So I think she would be. It, it, look, before injury, she'd be a dollar twenty in this race. So uh, yeah, look, Mapunga Ruby should just be winning. We move from the heats of the Bold Trees to the heats of the Melbourne Cup. Race five, Sandown tonight, is the first of those. And Zippy Tesla, $2.90 with Boo Boo Billy, $4. Out to $4.80 for Idolise Landon Bale at five fifty. Your thoughts, the first heat? Yeah, look, I've gone Zippy Tesla on top. So for those who haven't backed him before, don't expect him to lead. In fact, he'll probably be midfield or a touch worse. But the key to him is, is if he can get clear running, his run home time's... Out of all the heats of the Melbourne Cup, he probably gets home as good as anyone, if not better. So Zippy Tesla, a lot of speed around him, idolises the star. Landon Bale's a young greyhound on the rise. Boo Boo Billy has got speed as well. So I'm just expecting him to get the sit behind him. French Martini off box five is a group winner. I think it highlights the, the depth in this race. But I think if Zippy can just get clear running early, he's racing well, I think he'll be hard to beat. We're shopping around the $3 mark. Another heat of the Melbourne Cup has amplified favourite race six tonight at three dollars twenty, but an even market McInerney at three ninety, Baby JC at four dollars twenty, then Zara's Ivan at, at seven fifty. So the market's seeing this as quite even. George, how do you see it? I, look, I'm happy to be proven wrong, and if it's the case, it is the case. But I'm really surprised that amplified his favourite here. He's a greyhound from WA with lots of talent. Don't get me wrong. His times over there are good. He's had the one start here where he had no luck. I'm not too concerned about that, but it's just the field he's up against. Baby JC's got a, a lot of speed. If she nails the start, she'll be hard to beat. McInerney's a, a, a winner here in 29-20. Zara's Ivan's a star. Mapunga Mustang is drawn very, very well. And Amron Dan gets to the line as, as well as uh, what we said uh, with the previous Greyhound and Zippy Tesla. So I'm steering away from the favourite here. Um, I'm tipping Baby JC on top. If she nails the start and leads, I think she can win the race. I'm going to have a small play on the Punga Mustang at each way odds as well. $8.220 a place, drawn absolutely perfectly, and he's a greyhound that can show early speed. So we're going to stick, uh, stick away from the favourite here, Baby JC for mine, and we're going to have an each way play on the Punga Mustang. $4.20, the current price for number five, Baby JC. There's quality right throughout the night in the heats of the Bold Trees and the Melbourne Cup, but we're getting to some deep heats of the, the Melbourne Cup here. Race seven on the card at Sandown, Kelsey Bale, the recent winner of the Silver Bullet at $3.60. Shipwreck at $4.00, El Dorado at $4.40 and $5.00 for Zipping Maserati. That same price for Photo Man, George. Yeah, it's incredible. I and mean, fifth, the fifth line of betting is Photo Man, who's the recent Group 1 Top Gun winner. Um, you know, I think, again, it just highlights what great feels there are here today. Look, I've got Shipwreck on top. I, I know Kelsey Bale has not put a foot wrong. And if she jumps to the front and the weather's OK, she's capable of running a very fast time. But Shipwreck was beaten um, by Amron Boy last start. He ran 29.17 overall, which is outstanding. Um, it was a very, very good run. Um, and I just think he's got enough early speed to be right there at the start, and I've got Shipwreck to win here, the Queenslander, um, I think, to make his way into the Melbourne Cup final. And just confirming how the, the spots in the final are awarded, George, you have to win one of the heats tonight to get a spot in the final. Yeah, you do, yeah, and the two fastest seconds will go in as reserve, but um, as we know, very few greyhounds will scratch for a race like the Melbourne Cup, mate, so, um, you know, it's... Yeah, this is what I like about this race. There is no second chances. You've just got to win. Um, and that's why 
there is usually an unlucky second and you, you don't get another go the week after. I mean, it's just, it's too bad, unfortunately, in a race like this. And um, you certainly earn it uh, if you win a Melbourne Cup. Race 8 on the card at Sandown tonight sees the clash of She's a Pearl, Plaintiff and others, but current market has She's a Pearl at 2.15, Plaintiff at 2.90, Kasaya at $4.80, George. Interesting betting uh, market moves here. She's a Pearl opened at $1.85, is out to 2.15, Plaintiff opened 3.90, which was just ridiculous, is it into, into $2.90. Kasaya's done nothing wrong in the last four or five starts, just up against two absolute jets here. Look, I'm with Plaintiff. I'm an unabashed fan of his. I think he just has got the attributes to be winning a race like this. Um, he's a safe beginner. So is She's a Pearl. I mean, she's one of the, the, the queens of the sport. There's no doubt about it. Their early speed battle would be really, really interesting. And it just might come down to the fact that if Plaintiff can hold the fence and, uh, and hold his position, he might be uh, good enough to win this. It is a cracking race. I think everyone's really looking forward to race eight here. Um, and I, but I've got plaintiff on top at around the two dollar ninety mark. If you shopped a little bit early, um, three dollars ninety was just unbelievable value. I thought. Race nine sees a clash of Patty wants Pats and Wow she's fast. They're currently equal favourites at two fifty. Sipping Lopez at six dollars out to nine dollars fifty for Pandero. Warrior, how are you seeing this clash, George? Yeah, he's another one. Patty wants Pats that I thought was silly odds at three dollars forty, purely based on the fact that he's drawn well. He doesn't have a great deal of speed around him, and he makes his own luck out in front. Now, we all know the champion qualities of where she's fast. She's got solid record from wide draws. There's probably not a great deal of speed around her. I know the Greyhound in box six chick can begin from time to time, but if where she's fast is at her absolute best and she's sitting anywhere near Paddy Wants Pats, well, I think she'll beat him. But the question mark in everyone's mind is she went 5.22 early, um, and that's the worry for her. I've got Paddy on top uh, purely based on the fact that he, like Plaintiff, they are reliable beginners. They run you around their 29.20s, 29.30s at Sandown, and that's probably going to be good enough in a race like this. I never want to say a, a two-horse race because the other six have deserved their spot in this field, but I think Paddy will win tonight and make his way through to the Melbourne Cup race nine, number two. We head to race 10. The quality continues. Amron Boy heads the market at $3. Typhoon Sammy at $4.20. And Titan Blazer at four eighty. George. Yeah, look, I've got Titan Blazer on top here. I'm drawn really well off box one. Amron Boy, really unlucky with box draw again. The most intriguing runner of all 64 uh, finalists um, today is Typhoon Sammy. The Greyhound has not had a Metro start since he finished unplaced in the heat of the Australian Cup. Before that, it was in the heat of the Melbourne Cup last year, which he won, but because he was the slowest heat winner and there was a dead heat in the first, he missed the final, unbelievably. And Jason Thompson's got this Greyhound trained to the absolute minute. Um, he's got so much speed. The last 50 metres is the query, but I just cannot wait to watch him race tonight. But Titan Blazer, for me, I think he's in a good enough position, drawn well enough to hold his spot um, and be hard to beat race 10 number one. Heat 11, race 11, heat, uh, heat 7 of the Melbourne Cup just before 10 o'clock tonight on a stellar night. Greyhound Racing at Sandown Park has Dynamic Prince at $2.70, $4 for Vice Grip, $4.20 for Divine Empress, George. Yeah, one of my best on the program here, Dynamic Prince. He's got a Greyhound drawn in box two. He does like to use a lot of the track. He hasn't been drawing well um, recently. He's got an unbelievable PB when drawn closer to the fence, Dynamic Prince. And I think he'll just be winning. Um, 
opened at 340, now into 270. I expect that to probably trim a little bit further. So I, I got on nice and early this morning for Dynamic Prince. I think he'll be winning. What about the last heat? Race 12 at Sandown tonight. You can take a breath after that. Dundee Smokey currently favoured at $2.90. Hit a Fernando Mick at four forty. That's the same price for Zipping Kyrgios, George. I often have a reluctance to pick greyhounds that have had, you know, you know, 10 or so starts. I mean, and this is what Dundee Smokey brings to the table. He's only lightly raced, but his run last week was really good. He showed that, that ability to, to accelerate really good speed. He's drawn well. Um, if he can avoid the, the ground in box one early. And I think Dundee Smokey will lead and be very, very hard to beat. So race 12, number two, to give us our final spot for the uh, uh, Melbourne Cup, $650,000 to the winner next week. How do you play a big night of greyhound racing at Sandown, George? Yeah, look, the best is race 11, number one, Dynamic Prince. I think you'll be hard to beat. I think you throw Mapunga Ruby into your multis if anyone's having a play on the other codes. A dollar fifty-five. It sounds silly, but he's probably overs for her. She should just win. Quaddy numbers tonight: two, three, one, and four. Into five, two, four, and eight. Into four, three, two, and one. Into four, five, one, and eight. Uh, box draws tonight. Um, we'll have all the fallout for on tomorrow's uh, show on RSN, and we'll speak about it on the Big V with Maddie and Cosy throughout the week. Yeah, big night tonight in, in both codes outside the thoroughbreds, George. Good luck at Sandown. Thanks for joining us this morning. Have a good day, mate. 14 to 10 on RSN 927. Plenty to talk about with Ryan Phelan about Breeders' Crown night after this. Big night of harness racing at Melton tonight. Final of the Breeders' Crown series. Ryan Phelan from Trots Vision joins me. Good morning, Ryan. Warren, good morning to you and good morning to your listeners. You, you're spot on. It's as big as it gets, Warren. I... No, we've got a, a large thoroughbred audience listening to us this morning. It's almost like having the Golden Slipper, uh, the Blue Diamond and Derby Quality all on the one program tonight. There's eight Group 1s, two Group 2s, and you often throw around the term next big thing. Well, that could probably be apt for about five horses on tonight's card, but it's a really exciting time for harness racing in Victoria. Yes, there's been huge racing around, like the Victoria Cup, uh, only in the last month, but it really steps up a notch from tonight, the Breeders' Crown, and into the three rounds of the Inner Dominion Series and the final on December 10, uh, starting next week. So it's a very exciting time. Let's look at some of the, the features, and Emma Stewart likely to feature heavily right throughout the night. She has a short price favourite, race four, major delight in the two-year-old Phillies final at $1.25. Yeah, it's quite extraordinary, Warren. They they really could rewrite history tonight, Emma and Clayton Tonkin. Um, if you go through the card, there's 10 races there tonight. They could realistically win nine of them. And if of the, the pacing features, which there are six tonight, if you include the group twos, they've they're saddling up 37% of the starters, which is quite extraordinary. They've got the favourite in all six of the finals and the second favourites in five of those. It just speaks to their dominance. And you mentioned in race four, Major Delight, what a great horse to start on because I know Dan Malecki is a friend of RSN and a really respected voice in harness racing. He has dubbed Major Delight the most exciting two-year-old that he's ever seen. So when someone like Dan Malecki is, is saying that about a horse, you've really got to listen and you wouldn't disagree. Um, Major Delight, she's unbeaten in eight starts. She's drawn barrier number one. She, she looks the leader. It's, it's her race to lose and I don't think she will. I think she'll be able to lead 
from Barry One, and I think there's only two possible horses that you can have on the second line of your trifecta, and that's number three, Tempting Tigress, and the horse drawn behind Major Delight, number eight, Ludicrous. I think one of those will be running the Quinella spot, but I think it's a great race to watch. Um, if, if you don't follow harness racing, at least tune in for race four on Trot's Vision tonight because you'll see a, a star in the making in number one, Major Delight. The Colts and Geldings division of the two-year-olds race six and at a more backable price, Emma Stewart has the favourite here in the Lost Storm, $2.30, just ahead of school, captain at two fifty. This is a really interesting race, Warren, because the Lost Storm, Emma and Clayton uh, have said that this is the best two-year-old that they've had in their stable for quite some time and he's, he's living up to that hype. Last week, he ran a superb 153.9 in his semi-final and had to absolutely burn in a lead time that only free-for-all horses run, and, and a lot of those free-for-all horses would fold in the straight. He hung on and won strongly. He's drawn outside of a horse called School Captain, who's drawn barrier number two, who does have good gate speed, and Nathan Jack, who drives that particular pacer, says that he will hold the lead. So that means number four, the Lost Storm, will have to do it tough outside of the leader. Those two are the main two in the market, and they probably should fight it out. And of those two, I have a leaning to the Lost Storm. But I'm also worried about a horse, number nine, Captain's Knock, who will just be parked right behind those, ran fourth last week in the semi-final. It was a terrific run, this New South Wales Pacer. It could be the blowout chance, but a, a leaning to the lost storm over school captain with captain's knock being the only other viable chance, I believe, in that race. Race eights for the three-year-old fillies in Cypher, another short price favourite for Emma Stewart at $1.35 here and out to $6 for a more Avita. Is this another Emma Stewart benefit, race eight on the cab? <laughs> it looks that way, doesn't it, Warren? I, you know, particularly with the way the barrier draw has folded here, Encipher from barrier two should lead the race and then the stablemate number one, Amore Vita, who she, early on in the three-year-old season, she was the boom three-year-old filly, but her form has just tapered off since the middle of the year. But she has looked as though she's starting to show signs of bouncing back in her past two runs. She gets a soft run in transit here behind in Cypher. I can see those two battling it out in the home straight with Amore Vita going back to the, the inside and the sprint lane. But I think in Cypher will hold on and be too strong for Amore Vita. I think this is a great race to play the exotics in. If uh, people like playing trifectas in first four, I think number two in Cypher will win. I think number one, Amore Vita, uh, you could couple those on the on the top line, but I think you could go two to beat one Amore Vita. And I think number eight, Miss X, is a very strong chance in running third and take your pick for fourth. But um, I think that might be a nice trifecta race, race number eight. You talked about Dan Malecki's love for Major Delight. Well, having Major Delight Captain Ravishing on, on the card in finals. He might need <laughs> sedation at some stage during the night for, uh, for Dan. A dollar twelve for Captain Ravishing in the three-year-old Colts and Gelding division. Looks at another race that should be at his mercy. Yeah, we'll have to monitor Dan uh, throughout the night, won't we, Warren? Um, th this is just, uh, you know, like Nirvana for him tonight. He is a big fan of Captain Ravishing, as we all should be. He's really trying to establish himself as, as the superstar three-year-old of Australia right now. Again, um, a barrier draw where he may have to do it tough outside of the speed, but I think he will still be too strong despite having to do that. Number three, Rip. Uh, the New South Wales pacer looks as though it's returning to form and it may be able to find the front 
and try be a bit of a fly in the ointment for Captain Ravishing. Number one, Kafaji gets a soft run as well. And number eight, interest-free. Uh, it can improve from, from a soft draw if they overdo it up front. But yes, I think Captain Ravishing will be too good for them in the, uh, the Colts and Geldings for the three-year-olds over Rip and Kafaji. The pacing and the trotting gates both extremely well catered for tonight. We get back to the start of the program and quality right from the night with a three-year-old Phillies trotter seat and we, or final. And we've got Revelstoke, a $2.60 favourite, Cormayer at $3. So from a punting point of view with Elderbar and Keeper at $3.30, there might be more opportunities at, at odds earlier in the program. How do you see the first? You're right, Warren. There is a bit more value in those trotters races. I, I, look, I guess with trotters, you, you do have your heart in your mouth a little bit because sometimes they can be a little bit unreliable, particularly when we're talking about juvenile trotters. But in this race, I'm actually tipping the, the longer price of the three of those horses that you referenced there, Warren, and number eight, Older Baron Keeper. Awkwardly drawn, but has one of the best drivers in the business in Chris Alford. I think Chris will be away from the inside on the pegs from the start and getting into that two wide line and she's got a very strong finish older baron keeper she can also do it tough outside the speed should chris alford want to put her in the race that way i, I think she's a really good bet to start the program at around about 3:30, as you mentioned uh, obviously Cormeyer and also revel stoke are going to be hard to beat with their barrier draws but i think older baron keeper might be a nice way to get a bit of a bank for the rest of the evening in the first race Race twos for the three-year-old fillies. Oh, the two-year-old fillies. We've had the three-year-old fillies. And Rockin' With Attitude heads the market at 2.30, just ahead of Susan is her name at 2.90. Are they the two key hopes or is there some value outside of them? Yeah, I thought there was. Um, they were the main two. The market certainly suggests that. Susan is, is her name and Rockin' With Attitude. Rockin' With Attitude, number two, obviously has the better draw. Susan is her name. A little awkwardly drawn off the back row, but she's a really improving type. I give a chance to number seven, Aroa Kenny. This is a New Zealand trotter, and New Zealand trotters often um, have the wood over the Aussies when they do come here. It's an awkward barrier draw to contend with, but I think at some sort of value, Aroa Kenny um, might, I guess, be a bit of a challenge to rock with attitude, and Susan is her name. I think they're the main three. I wouldn't have a strong leaning to any of those. That might be a nice box exacto race, race number two. $19 and $3.60 the place for Aroa Kenny, number seven in race two. Race threes for the two-year-old Colts and Yeldings. Again, a couple of horses heading the market, but at backable prices. The locomotive at two fifty, dollars of Stevie G at $3.90, Ryan. The locomotive, number eight, is the more bomb-proof of these trotters. Number one, Stevie G, for example, is, is well-drawn and, yes, does have good early gate speed, but can be an unreliable conveyance. It can gallop at times. I, I wouldn't want to be putting my money on Stevie G, but he certainly could surprise tonight. I think the locomotive is probably the safer option of those two that are fancied. And I think what's up party time looks to be the other main chance in that particular race. Number nine, my personal jet, might represent some value for uh, your exotics. But I think the locomotive over what's up party time for me in race three. Three-year-old Trotters finals, race seven, and Harry Stamper and Cravash Door, $2.40 and $2.80 respectively, have a, a stranglehold on the market. How do you see it? This is the biggest bet I've had tonight, Warren, on number nine, Cravash Door. I, I really like this Trotter. I think he's 
hitting some great form at the moment. Nathan Jackie's driver, in any interview that he's done this week, has only just further filled me with confidence about his chances tonight. He's got a great trailing draw. He'll be able to sum up to see what the two main dangers do in front of him in number two, Harry Stamper, and number three, Plymouth Chubb, who I think might lead this race. Harry Stamper will be content to sit in the two wide line, and I just think Cravash Door will be too strong over the concluding stages. I think those three will fight it out, but another terrific group one, race number seven. And we get to see ladies in red clash again with Tough Tilly in the, in the four-year-old Mayor's Championship race five. You're, you're leaning there. She's $1.60 currently, ladies in red. This is another great tactical race. You know, Tough Tilly, who's been her main adversary, particularly in uh, her four-year-old and three-year-old seasons, she's actually had three wins over ladies in red when she's drawn inside her. Number two, Tough Tilly, she will lead. So it's going to be interesting to see whether ladies in red uh, does find the front off Tough Tilly or has to sit parked tough outside the speed. I think those two will single out and battle it out in the run to the line. Um, I have ladies in red just over Tough Tilly. I can't see anything else getting in the Quinella. Tay-Tay and Doug's Babe look to be the only other chances for third and fourth for my... But, um, gee, ladies in red, any time she steps out on the track, Warren, uh, she's always exciting to see. Great night tonight leading into the Inter-Dominion, kicking off next Saturday. And, and some news regarding the Inter-Dominion this week that's going to be, uh, I suppose, big news in terms of the, the impact of that'll have on the series. Yes, it's the biggest race of the harness racing calendar. It has been for many, many decades now. And, and great news from Harness Racing Victoria this week that they announced that there will be three rounds of, uh, of trotters, uh, th three uh, trotters heats. Um, each round, which is terrific. So it just goes to show the depth of the, uh, the, the, the trotters, not just the paces. It's, it's the first time it's ever happened where there's going to be an equal amount of trotting uh, starters as uh, there is pacing starters. So that's great for the depth of this series and, and terrific to see Harness Racing Victoria uh, supporting the square gaiters the way they have. So it all sets up for a great week next Saturday, the first round kicking off at Ballarat next Saturday night. Then we go to Shepparton on the Tuesday, Geelong the following Saturday night, and then back to Melton on December 10 for the final. But, Warren, it's all about tonight, the Breeders' Crown. Looking forward to this one on Trot's Vision. And if people want to uh, see the bespoke coverage and, and all of the action that we have on Trot's Vision, just go to thetrots.com.au. And just drilling down on a couple of best bets before we have to make way for the big team making the way into the studio for Cracking the Codes. I think we can kick off uh, the night really well, Warren. I, I, I really like race one, number eight, Older Baron Keeper at around about the $3.30 quote. And then towards the end of the night, um, I'm pretty keen as well, as I mentioned, on um, Cravash Door. That is race seven, number nine. And look, if you want to have a, a nice all-up throughout the night, I think race four, number one, race five, number five, race eight, number two, race nine, number five, and race 10, number five. They're all short price favourites, Warren, but if you put them in an all-up, it's around about $4.70, $4.80. So that might be a nice way to play for those who like the shorties as well. Great work, Ryan. Enjoy Breeders' Crown Night at Melton. A pleasure, Warren. Thanks very much.